it is the much anticipated episode two of the Millennial Homeowner Podcast. Welcome back. My name is Thomas Harrington. I am your Edmonton and area realtor, uh, realtor to the millennials and beyond. Uh, yeah, so uh, thanks for your patience. For those of you who have uh, perhaps listened in the past, if not, go check it out. Um, this is just a little project I do where I talk about topics um, that are important to me that are relevant to the real estate space. And the goal of this show is the name may imply is uh, it is targeted targeted at millennials and the goal of the millennial homeowner podcast is uh, to help the next generation buy and sell real estate so uh, as for myself you know you can refer back to the intro episode basically uh, I'm a I'm a millennial guilty as charged I'm a realtor here in Edmonton I've been doing it for about five years now uh, and selling at a relatively high percent so these are some things that I feel uh, are helpful to you uh, our generation, and as we come into homeownership now and in the coming years. So uh, today's episode is uh, the hidden costs of purchasing a new home. Now, uh, what I will start with is by defining brand new. Now, when I say a brand new home, I don't mean new to you. I mean a home that is uh, new construction is the, the best term to use here. So brand new, a new build, new construction home. <coughs> It's typically a home that's in a newer area, uh, brand new, just built. Uh, we're not going to overanalyze here, but you know, it, you could buy what is either a pre-construction home, which means the home does not exist when you go buy it. It's uh, it, it's simply a piece of dirt, and then they build the home after. Or you could build by what is called a spec home, which is a new construction home that is finished. No one has lived in it yet. It's brand new. And usually they sell these as uh, in the new home business, they call it a quick possession. So what we're talking about here today are additional or extra costs when you're buying a brand new home. Uh, now, what I mean by this is they are costs or expenses that you might not immediately think of uh, or they might not be plainly obvious. And typically these are not included in the cost of a new home, not included in the purchase price. So you want to be aware of these upfront. So uh, basically the one thing to remember here is that uh, when you buy a resale home, there, there, you'll come to see this, there's a lot of stuff that, uh, th th just many things that are left out of the new home process that uh, you, you might not really look at or think of. So being it first into a community can be a good thing. Uh, I'm not here to put down new construction homes uh, by any means. Lots of my clients purchase those. They're incredibly happy. There's a lot of pros and cons to this, um, which is a topic for another day. But uh, these are just some realities of buying a new home, brand new home, new construction home. So, uh, you know, being the first into a new community uh, is and can be a good thing. So uh, although your street may be a construction zone right when you move in, uh, the early adopters of many of these communities actually see the largest benefit in a relatively short time in terms of their home value increasing. Home values do rise in a new neighborhood uh, over time as it nears completion. So you can build some equity nice and quick up front while paying, paying down the loan. So seeing a relatively short return on what is a long-term investment, which is real estate. Anyways, without further ado, let's get into the list here of hidden costs of purchasing a brand new home. Number one is GST. Now, before I scare you, 
let me just say one thing. If you're browsing on the MLS, aka Realtor.ca, or any public-facing home search website, which is basically all of them, any home listed on the MLS must include GST in the purchase price. So uh, sometimes, and if you're looking in New York areas, you may notice that uh, instead of being a nice round number like 399.9, it might be 397.723 or whatever. And the reason for this is because of GST calculations. So uh, now all homes listed on the MLS must include GST. No worries there. Uh, the builder kind of worries about remitting GST, etc. Now, one small thing that is, it's a practice that I seldom, seldom see anymore. Most people do this. But sometimes in a shell home, the price they show you may be a pre-GST sales price. Um, just make sure you ask. Have your realtor ask. Confirm that, uh, it, you know, in the show home, the prices they're showing you are GST inclusive. Most of the time, this is the case uh, just because of the MLS rules builders kind of want to mimic that so that way uh, any buyers are kind of comparing apples to apples so more often than not GST is included sometimes on say a new condo or something they'll show you the pre GST price again this isn't always but it's something to think about right another hidden cost or an unforeseen cost of buying a new brand new home is blinds. So if you happen to see a new construction listing online, you might notice something a little funny about it. Something may be a touch off. None of the windows have blinds, assuming it's not staged in the photos. So yes, that 2,200 square foot, huge home, tons of natural window or tons of large windows, tons of natural light. Well, all those windows need blinds. So, uh, Blinds are not included in new construction, brand new homes. So you'll actually have to buy and purchase and uh, install blinds yourself. This can be a relatively expensive cost depending on models you go for, uh, who you get them from, etc. Now, some builders do allow you to do this through them, uh, but again, it is an extra cost. And depending on the home, etc. Well, the bigger the home, the more windows in theory, uh, which means you need more blinds, which means it's a little more expensive. So the uh well ultimately blinds can be a fairly large expense all things considered solely because well it also depends how fancy you go with your blinds because you can get pretty high-end ones or you could go put a nice oilers flag in your window instead for blinds if you want the cheap option and anywhere in between uh the big part about blinds is when you get them outside of the builder and even through the builder depending who it is uh, the cost is separate and in addition to your mortgage costs so that it's cash out of pocket. The next item that is not included is deck and landscaping. So in any new construction home, uh, the back deck and landscaping, if anything is included, is typically quite minimal. So most builders do charge you extra for landscaping and depending on the area, sometimes the front landscaping will be included bare minimum just because the uh, the area developer wants the front streets to look a certain way. They don't want to just leave it as plain dirt, so they'll do that for you. Now, what's actually more common is builders will collect a deposit from you that for landscaping that's held until uh, you complete that front landscaping. So this basically just kind of an aside, but it means it's tying up capital uh, and is an indirect closing cost, though it's a deposit that you do get back. But anyways... Um, and for decks, uh, if a deck is included, it's typically only in rear lane homes, 
uh, homes where the garage is in the back, where it's a detached garage. They'll include just a small step right off the back. It's not even really a deck. So if you want a larger deck to go outside, you know, enjoy your barbecue, hang out, enjoy the outdoors, uh, that's going to be an extra cost as well. Now, one thing about both deck and landscaping is, and this is kind of a running rule of thumb, is all of these extra items you can have the builder do, but the general consensus, the kind of, well, rule of thumb, again, is it's actually cheaper to hire these out to yourself. The builder charges a bit of a premium on them. However, uh, doing it yourself usually requires cash out of pocket, though if you include it in the build, uh, it gets wrapped into the mortgage. Excuse me. So uh, it, it, it's less money out of your pocket up front, and you're just kind of paying on it over time, like a mortgage. So. Uh, so deck and landscaping not typically included. And kind of on that note, another one is the basement and the garage. Now, this may be obvious to some people, but um, it bears to be said. So if, if it's your first time buying and if it's your first time buying and you're buying a new construction home, it's important to know that pretty much almost all of the time, uh, the basement developed uh, is enti entirely separate um, from the home. Uh, most new construction homes are sold just as the main floor and second floor if they have a second floor and the basement is totally unfinished and, and this is actually quite common and uh, there's no real rush or obligation to finish your basement because uh, a homes are quite a bit larger these days in two stories so you don't really need that finished basement necessarily so it's very common to see resale homes without finished basements as well but it's important to note that regardless of whether you look at a front garage or a rear garage or rear lane home uh, generally speaking, the basement is entirely unfinished. This also goes for duplexes, townhomes, uh, depending on the style of townhome, if it's more of a triplex, unfinished basement as well. That is an additional cost. Um, now, this has been a common practice for some time, so it may be obvious to some, but it's just important to keep in mind for potential cost of the road, especially if you want to develop that basement, you really want to maximize the living space in the home. Uh, now, again, same rule of thumb. You could perhaps get it included in your new construction cost um, and <clears throat> tied into the mortgage. It's not, you know, 10, 15, 20 grand cash uh, out of hand, in hand, cash out of pocket down the road. But, uh, you know, there's we could get into interest, et cetera, about that. Uh, interest charges, rather. Um, the same goes for garage if you're looking at uh, the terminology builders use as a rear lane home. Now, what they mean is homes where the garage is in the back. Homes where the garage is detached and uh, there's a back alley and uh, the garage is entirely separate from the home there. So, um, <clears throat> and then uh, they'll say a front garage home is where, uh, well, it's an attached garage. Uh, you know, the garage is in the front of the home and then there's no back alley. Uh, you just back onto another yard. So you don't really have that traffic behind you. So, so obviously any attached garage home, the garage will, will be included. Generally, those are a slightly higher price point, but for any rear lane home, which is very common for a first time buyer, uh, the garage is entirely separate as well. You're only getting the parking pad included. And then if you want to have that garage constructed, uh, that's an extra and separate cost as well. And again, going to come back to it one more time. Uh, a little cheaper to do it yourself, but some builders do it. Now, one thing I want to hark on 
uh, kind of harp on or, or stop and pause and reflect on here is both basements and garages, you know, I'm recording this right now. It's the end of 2019 uh, in Edmonton, Alberta. It is still a buyer's market. And we're actually seeing some, and maybe this would be a good topic for another day, but uh, we're actually seeing some really great deals in a lot of new communities in terms of adding on a garage or getting your basement developed for relatively reasonable costs. Sometimes you'll see it as a a promotion, quote unquote, where it's a free basement development, free garage, etc., whatever it is, um, depending on the community, area, time of year, etc. But uh, it actually might be a good thing if you're going into a new home and you know you, well, you really want a garage because it's cold. It's nice to have somewhere to park your car inside and just keep the snow off at the bare minimum. And, you know, basement, well, if you're planning on having a family and really want to maximize that living space, it might be a good idea actually to invest in either or both of these up front now while it's inexpensive to acquire them if you cannot afford, uh, depending on your mortgage affordability, right? So uh, something to think about just with market conditions, et cetera, yeah, et cetera if, uh, if these costs are worth taking on or not. Now, the next couple here I have are, well, let's talk about this. So one, <clears throat> the next kind of uh, hidden cost or, uh, yeah, let, let's call it a hidden cost here of purchasing a brand new home is actually the intangible factors as well. So this isn't something you can put your thumb on like a garage or basement and look and say, this is different or this is not finished or whatever. So uh, everything mentioned so far is tangible now uh, easier for to visualize, so bear with me here, but there's a lot of subjective costs in any home. It's a very emotional experience, and uh, also, generally speaking, uh, what's a perfect home for you might not be the perfect home for another person, and vice versa. So, but uh, when it comes to intangibles, um, you know, there's a few regarding, let's say, well, location. So new areas are just that, they're new. Um, so specific to in Edmonton, uh, most newer neighborhoods are outside the city's core and they can sometimes be pretty far from the nearest grocery store, school, arterial roads, transit, etc. Um, many new communities, brand new, uh, will only have one way in one way out for, for many years until it's more built out. So it causes a lot of issues, uh, in terms of, uh, traffic before and after work or rush hour traffic so uh now if public transit is important to you well uh location can be a big factor especially in new areas if you drive around any new area in edmonton even the old new ones you still will see a lot of uh the ets signs that say future service so they're not actual bus routes yet they're going to be there eventually so and uh if they do have routes they're usually only maybe one uh lrt is a factor etc 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 depending on what corner of the city you're in something to keep in mind and then uh even if you don't drive to work or sorry if you don't transit to work uh if you plan on having kids or if you have kids there's a decent chance they'll be taking transit something to keep in mind for them as well now uh all of those above uh largely apply to brand brand new communities so uh in today's market, many of the quote-unquote new areas in Edmonton actually started building in the last five to seven, eight, nine years. So yeah, at, at the upper, let's say on average five to seven. So uh, built in the last five to seven years. So uh, many of those areas are 
getting closer and closer to built out and basically what that means is better amenities so uh, in many of what it, it you know in my tenure in the business areas that i consider very new when you go there now uh let's think a good example that's just jumping to mind would be edgemont or a little further south um kind of the uh de roche area if you're anyone's familiar but uh the, there's some new commercial complexes there so you actually have some good grocery stores few little restaurants, shops, uh, convenience items, etc. They're nice and close by. Those actually didn't used to be there even a few years ago. So these new areas give you the benefit of having a brand new home. Uh, however, the uh, the community is more built out. So you have a few more features there. You're not just living in a field, so to say, right? Again, uh, but even so, uh, many new areas do have some transit and logistical challenges in terms of uh, traffic layout etc right so so uh, to that i would actually say is drive around explore the neighborhood ask your agent about that area about how to get in and out of there and then plan your commute to route or plan your commute to work uh do you have to make any weird left turns do you have to merge onto a really busy road and really think about it if you if you're driving through the area notice there's only one intersection to get in and out of there and it's a four-way stop it's not even a light at 5 p.m on friday that is going to be very busy to say the least so uh amenities uh on that whole spiel on some some new areas that have some great amenities something else we kind of want to think about is in a new area you will actually not have that many so something to think about is yeah you you may be uh now one thing that's a big draw to new areas and is a bit of an aside from this post today is that uh, they're typically quite a bit cheaper than even some of the other new areas depending where you're going and typically quite a bit cheaper than uh, older more mature communities in Edmonton for for what you get for your dollar which is fair enough but something to think about is you're gonna be there's many areas where you will be a 15 minute drive to the grocery store gym even to the gas station might be 10 12 15 minutes away so uh, many larger amenities are not constructed until communities are sold to a certain capacity or percentage the reason for this being is the commercial um, landlords and owners uh, want to be able to lease their spaces and for them to draw in good tenants they won't construct their spaces and open up shop until there's a certain number of people living in the radius around their store whether it be starbucks or the grocery store or uh you know kind of a small like uh lunch place let's or something like an Edo japan or whatever they're going to wait until the area is a decent amount built out before they build any of those because they want to have customers they want to make money so uh the for all the intangibles of buying a new home moving into a new area it comes down as the old saying goes location 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 right and uh one more thing on this note is just schools uh, for those of you who don't have kids yet, if you're a millennial, there's a statistically speaking, you don't have one, or if you do, they're fairly young, not quite at school age yet. But if you ask your parents, ask your realtor about it, um, schools, particularly primary schools in most new areas of Edmonton have huge issues with attendance and boundaries and being very much at capacity. The reason being, because generally speaking, uh, young families are drawn to new areas and uh, so so now that uh, these areas have been more built out uh, now the uh, elementary schools are a little overwhelmed uh, granted many new areas are building new schools uh, not not all of them 
Uh, there's a few good resources on this, and I'll probably put a few links to this into the blog post that accompanies this um, this recording here, where you can look up uh, on ECSD and the Edmonton Public School Board as well, uh, school in your area, and also see uh, future plans for schools there. On that note, uh, I will say that the goal here is not to talk you out of buying a brand new home. Uh, in fact, this is a preferred option for many people. You get a brand new property. No one's ever lived there. Everything is new. And a big pro is you get warranty with it. So in terms of things breaking, needing repairs, etc., even some minor detail stuff, uh, the builder will take care of that for you. So it's really nice to kind of have that, um, let's call it security, if you will, to fall back on. And, and you know, you, you know that's there pretty well no matter what. Now, uh, another pro of a new construction home is you can tailor it to suit your needs. So uh, if you buy, uh, buy a pre-construction, so a home that's not built yet, you can actually often pick between the different floor plans of the builder and customize the main floor versus the second floor and find something that fits for you. And if you have even higher customization needs um, without getting into the pros and cons of that, you could even make significant changes there for what suits your family. And even some of the things we talked about here is uh, you can finish the basement the way you like. Uh, many builders have a uh, basement suite friendly plan for most of their floor plans because they know a lot of people look to do that. Um, and ultimately, it's uh, even some personal touches on it. You 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 get to uh, visit the design center, assuming this isn't a, a uh, spec build. Uh, you get to visit the design center, etc. And you can put your own finishing touches on your home, which is a very nice, well, touch. That being said, uh, spec homes are still a great option because uh, you get all the pros of going new uh, and you don't have to wait for it. You can move in relatively soon versus having like a six to eight month uh, construction time wait. So thank you for listening. Uh, this is the Millennial Homeowner Podcast. I try to keep it relatively short and sweet for you guys. So this is our list of hidden costs of purchasing a brand new home. Uh, I hope you found this interesting and valuable. If you want to, uh, if you want some further information, uh, there will be a blog post that accompanies this recording that you can find on my LinkedIn or you can find on my website. It's thomasharrington.ca or thomasgharrington.com. Uh, we'll have some good links in there. And uh, yeah, feel free to follow along. Hit subscribe. It's the Millennial Homeowner Podcast, all your favorite platforms or Anchor FM if you like. And you can follow me on Instagram. It's at thomasharrington.ca. Basically, go to Instagram, pretend you're typing in my website. So uh, now uh, I'm hoping to continue to release these more regularly. The last time I did one was about uh, six months ago, unfortunately. But getting back into the swing of it now, uh, when you're hearing this, I should be dropping one within about two to three weeks. And I'd like to keep one going at very minimum every month with some good, valuable real estate-related content. So uh, stay tuned. And uh, thanks for listening. And one last thing. Hey, if you're looking to buy or sell in the Edmonton area, or if you know anyone who might be able to, who, who might be looking to, I'd love to help them out. Send them my way. Uh, Five-star service. <laughs> Check out my reviews online. And uh, I'm, I'm never too busy for, more, for another client for a referral. So it uh, really means the world to me. So I'd be very much happy to help uh, you or them out. And until then, we will see you next time.